0: And one other thing that's really helpful for that touching and banking is, is when you set your expectation, you say, I'm going to let you choose one thing. And then if they see the first thing, you say yes. And then you know that the next aisle, they're going to be saying, I want this too. And you show them what they chose the first time and you say, well, that's okay. Do you want this one or this one? And so then they have to choose. And then they put one back Or you know, you set it aside or whatever you're gonna do until you get to the checkout. And then you get to the third aisle and she wants something else. And you say, that's okay, but now you choose this one or this one. Because it gives them again something to think about, something to do.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host here today. I am bringing you superstar guest, Dina Lynn Rosenbush. Dina Lynn, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you, Michelle. So nice to be here. Oh, so good to have you. I'm super excited to talk to you today. We're going to be talking about, oh my gosh, you know, that dreaded trip to the grocery store with your kids. (laughs) We're going to be talking about how you can take your kids to the grocery store, avoid those meltdowns and feel proud about how the way your kids acted during the whole grocery trip. So, so I'm super excited to dive into that. Dina Lynn's got some great tips for us. But first, before we dive into those, let me share a little bit more about Dina Lynn uh, with you. So she's a speech language pathologist, and she was commonly asked, why won't my kids listen? That's like our favorite question as parents, isn't it? <laughs> In her 26 years of experience, she repeatedly saw the same communication struggles um, over and over again. And so she teaches uh, foundational nuggets to get your family's communication on a solid foundation. Dina Lynn helps others in her work as health mindset and parent empowerment coach, public speaker, and best-selling author. So Dina Lynn, we're very excited to have you here because I think sometimes the communication thing is a struggle and it causes meltdowns in not only the kids but the parents as well <laughs> and yes <laughs> so, and i know you're a mom yourself you totally get it you've worked with hundreds yes. of families so this is exciting to have your expertise here with us today
0: <laughs> thank you michelle yes going to the grocery store i often hear oh no i don't want to go to the grocery store what do i do so yes I, i'm excited
1: to be here today awesome so let's dive in. So you, uh, as a language pathologist, you help families. Which, can you share just a little bit about for people who are unsure what that means? What do you help, you help families with, like how to communicate with each other? Or how, how does that work? Okay, so in my position, I worked in
0: the public schools for 26 years. And in that position, uh, kids would be referred to special education if they were having some type of speech or language difficulty. And then I would do the assessment and the intervention and the therapy and progress reporting. And along the way, I noticed that there were many, many parents that just didn't really know how to communicate with their kids, particularly when there was a language disorder or a speech disorder. And they had such concerns. And then, of course, the speech disorder means those kids aren't able to communicate what they want. And so there's meltdowns, lots and lots of meltdowns. And so parents would say, what can I do? And so in this time, you know, I would go to workshops to learn how to be a better speech language pathologist. And in it, I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to do that with my kids at home. Mm-hmm. And so regularly, as I would learn what to do in the classroom, I thought, oh, yes, in the home, in the home, in the home, in the home. And so, yeah, there's a lot of strategies that we can do that are, are really proactive and really helpful and really simple that make an enormous difference. So... Yes, I did that in the schools, but along the way, I learned that the parents of all children really need help with that communication. And even as a professional in that communication, I needed that help too. So I was really grateful for the workshops that were yeah. focused on
1: profession Absolutely. So my son uh, struggled with his language for a little while. And it was interesting to see what would happen in our home too. Like it felt so bad for him because he just couldn't get the words out. And then he would get so frustrated and so angry. And we, and we, (laughs) we started to understand him, but then like other people couldn't understand him. And it was such, it was so heartbreaking to see. And so we were seeing a language pathologist too. Um, in our hometown. And um, what I love going to those sessions, because I learned so many cool little games and tricks and things that you could do. Um, it was such a good help. And it was so cool to see him like finally get confidence in his speech. It took till about grade, how about halfway through kindergarten, when his teacher was finally like, I can understand him. <laughs> it's so yeah. great. And so that was such a big relief for us. But oh my gosh, yeah, some of these things would have been really helpful to know Um, earlier, like when he was struggling, I didn't know he was struggling with his speech until like he was, we were almost in kindergarten. Um, And then I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand it, but other people don't. So maybe Mm -hmm. maybe we should seek some help. And so that was so helpful.
0: And I bet you were one of those parents that really came in and listened and did the homework with their kids and, and really were involved. I could easily see that of you. And those parents that take that on, you can make so much progress so
1: fast yeah we did make a lot of progress really fast so it was really it great I'm so like grateful it. to have that um support um mm-hmm. so because I can imagine if we just kind of let that go and didn't didn't work with it uh would have caused a lot of struggle the rest of like school uh, school age uh, time for him so he's oh, in school now which is great mm-hmm. uh, I'm so glad for you yeah it makes a difference definitely does. So now back to the, uh, grocery store meltdowns. I've had my fair share of those, uh, not myself as well as my kids, but, um, it it reminds me of the Berenstain Bear book. I don't know if you've ever read it, but it was like, um, the Berenstain Bears get the gimme gimme's and it's about them going to the grocery store and at the checkout line where they so kindly put all the candy and gum and treats for the kids (laughs) as that are right at eye level for them as they're going through the checkout. And the, the Berenstein Bears, you know, get the gimme gimme's and then they get greedy and they want, all, they want everything. And it was, it was one of our favorite books that we've read several times mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again. So I'd love to hear what some of your advice is for us parents navigating those meltdowns in the grocery store.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I think that like the Berenstein Bear books and all of those, there's many books out there for the different issues of childhood. That's a fantastic place to start because it gives you the conversation. And the right. conversation is where it's like, of course, as a speech language, but I'll just, I think of, you know, getting that communication with your child right away to figure out what it is that you want. And so um, I have a, a whole bunch of ideas. But in this, this segment of the podcast, um, I just thought I'd focus on just a couple. So one of the things that I wanted to say was, like, if we can set our expectations out for our children right from mm-hmm. the get go. It makes a big difference because when children come to this planet and we take them along to the different places, they learn what is expected of them Mm -hmm. by what is repeated. So if their meltdown is getting them the thing that they want, what they're Mm -hmm. learning is, oh, that's how to get what I want. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily mean that they're trying to bother you or anything like that. They're putting together their world. So there are different ways to teach them to communicate. And when we lay out our expectations for them plainly and cleanly, then it is a very helpful thing to do that ahead of time. So the first thing I will say is for parents to think, what do you want your child's behavior to be? And when I talk with parents, the most common thing they say back is, well, I don't want this and I don't want this and I don't want that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so then I need to pause and sit back and say, what do you want? And they say, I want to be quiet so I can think. Or maybe they say, I want them to stop begging. Or maybe they say, I want them to stop chattering because I can't focus, you know, like, or stop touching things. So there are things that parents want. And so then when we think, well, what do you want to do? And what do you want your child to do? So you can do that. Mm -hmm. We can explain that. So. Which thing for you, which we start with the begging, because it's at the grocery store checkout. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sure. That sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So begging is very normal. Of course, they're going to ask and They're going to ask again, and they're going to ask again. That's what children do. That in and of itself isn't the problem. We getting irritated or feeling like we can't say no, that's where there's a bigger problem. Because when we say no, and then they ask again, a lot of times children are like, oh, I was in that aisle. Now I'm in a totally different environment. I wonder if it's true here too. And they innocently come at those questions. But we are thinking we're in a store. I said no once. It means it for the next 50 years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so the expectation of what your language means mm-hmm. is something to get on that page. So when when I take the kids to the store, when, I, when my children were small, and of course, we dealt with this too, Um, I ended up sitting down with them and and get right into their face and then say to them, so today we're going to go to the store and what I want you to do is I want you to listen really carefully and stay close to me. And so then when you get there, they don't know what I'm talking about. Listen carefully, stay close. And so when we are in the store, then I have to explain, you know, like, listen carefully, find this box, you know, like, and I hand it to them or, Mm -hmm. or say, hold this box. And then if they have a job, like they're walking behind me, holding a box, I say, just carry it and stay close. So if they're little kids, that would be one thing that'll keep them busy for a few aisles. And then you say, oh, can you put it in the cart when they start getting tired of of that job? But to keep them busy, to set up that expectation, what do I want you to do? And not, again, not what do I not wanting not you, you to do, right. because that's the normal thing that we say. <laughs> I do not want you to do this, but we have to replace that behavior. So that the child has some kind of target to go for. Right. They have some kind of idea what they are to do. So maybe your child is very small and you're going to say, you're going to sit here in the cart. And then of course our hands need to be busy. So maybe it's going to be having them eat a banana and then just give a second, a banana, say, wait this twice. I hate one. <laughs> you know, whatever happened. Or, or maybe they're going to have something with them to have in their little hands because their hands are going to be touching. So give them something to touch. Maybe it's going to be one of their toys. And maybe you're going to, if they're small, you're going to tie it onto the grocery cart so that it stays near them. There's multiple ways to keep that hands busy. That's
1: a good but, idea. Tie it to the grocery cart like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, so that they have an idea. So even little kids can understand, you know, wait and be quiet. Another thing that's really helpful is to give them visuals. So when you're ex- telling them what your expectation is, you're going to say, when we go to the grocery store and I'm, imagine they're little right now, we're going to the grocery store and I want you to stay in the cart. And when I do this and put your finger over your lips, when I do this, it means stop talking. And that is going to mean that you're going to have to practice what is quiet and what is talking. You know, they'll have
1: to learn what that is. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. my daughter at the grocery store all the time. She was always wanting to reach out of the cart to everything on the aisle. And we pulled yeah. a few things off as we went through. Now she's seven, though, or she's going to be seven soon. And she really is so helpful at the grocery store. I can't like, yes. tell you how amazing she is to unpack that cart, pack the groceries in a bag, get me through the checkout super fast. I'm like, I'm going to take your grocery shopping with me every time. This is amazing. <laughs> that,
0: that is exactly where I want parents to go. Because if you teach like what you did with your daughter, you, when she was touching, you learned that her personality, she's interested in everything outside of that cart. And mm-hmm. so you can utilize that. So when you talk to her about expectations, which I bet you did, you said, as a little person, keep your hands in. But as she got older, I want you to find the Cheerios. Mm-hmm. And and then you would point out, maybe here's the yellow box and here's the white box. I want the yellow box. And then put it in the cart. Mm-hmm. And so she would have a job, but the expectations of the to-do is tied to that job and keeps mm-hmm. them very busy. And then as they get older, like your daughter, I bet if she's seven now, you said? Yeah, she's almost seven. Yeah, she loves grocery Same. shopping. <laughs> I, I bet. And I... And one other thing that's really helpful for that touching and banking is is when you set your expectation, you say, I'm going to let you choose one thing. Mm -hmm. And then if they see the first thing, you say yes. And then you know that the next aisle, they're going to be saying, I want this too. And you show them what they chose the first time. And you say, well, that's okay. Do you want this one or this one? And so then they have to choose. Mm -hmm. And then they put one back. Or, you know, you set it aside or whatever you're going to do until you get to the checkout. And then you get to the third aisle and she wants something else. And you say, that's okay. But now you choose this one or this one. Because it gives them, again, something to think about, something to do. Did your daughter regularly talk
1: about all kinds of things in the store? Mm, Yeah, she talks about everything in the store. (laughs) What are these for? What's this? What's that? (laughs) Well, that at least sounds like it's on topic. But I
0: often hear parents saying is that the child is talking about school and talking about friends. And when you're trying to shop on a grocery list Mm -hmm. and your focus is, I need to get here, here, here. And the child is talking about how the shoes got wet and they were smelly on the school bus and things that are totally unrelated. And they're wanting your attention. They don't understand what you're doing unless you explain your expectations again to them. Say, I want to listen, but at Mm. the grocery store is not the time for me to listen. I can't do both at the same time. So save your stories. I want to hear your stories, but tell me in the car. Mm -hmm. So then if if your chatterbox child knows that ahead of time, and that's the expectation, then when you're in the store and she automatically spontaneously starts to tell, then you can just look her in the eyes again. And you say, sweetheart, I want to hear your stories. But wait till we're in the car, because I can't do both. I can't listen to you well and grocery shop well. So there it is. And so if you set those expectations based on what that child and, and I don't know about you, but I did not have one child or two children. I had three all the time or more with me at the grocery store. And each of them were at a different level. Each of them needed something different. So I had one that was a really touchy, touchy. And so I had to talk with her and keep her hands busy and keep her hands um, active in doing something. And her job was to pick off the shelf, put it in the cart, maybe meet in what's in the cart. So her expectations were going to be different. And then I had one that would just talk and chatter. Mm -hmm. And so hers was the example I just gave of wait till we're in the car. And oh, that was hard. Right. And, then, and then I had one that was quiet and was quite happy to sit in the cart, but he always wanted to eat everything that came into the cart. <laughs> and so I had to limit him. And I did let him have the box of crackers or whatever. Because the checkout still...
1: after food's gone. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I only gave him one thing. But then I would just say, they would say, oh, this is open. Do you want a new one? I said, no, we opened it. <laughs> We've eaten it. <laughs> There's an empty box. Charging yeah. for that.
1: <laughs> yes. I would imagine, like for school aged kids, the, um, the ones that are the chatty ones, I guess like having like the grocery list or reading the list would be really good. Or like, yes. them like spelling the list or <laughs> getting them engaged in some way with the, the reading or the spelling of the list, I think would probably be really good too.
0: That is a absolutely a fantastic thing. And writing the list and then organizing which which department we're in mm-hmm. and then you know as they get a little bit older, what prices are, you know, the cheapest. Can you compare? And having those conversations on the topic of what it is that you want to do in the grocery (laughs) store is is very beneficial because then they learn to to stay with you. They learn about reciprocity of conversation. That means I listen to you. You listen to me. I listen to you. You listen to me. It goes back and forth. It's not monologue as sometimes the chatterboxy kids can be. (laughs) And so, yes, the idea of The list and really having something to do with that list. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's huge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I -hmm. love it.
1: Do you have any other tips for navigating the grocery store with us, with our kids? I love all those tips. Those are amazing. And I think no matter what age our kids are, whether you still have some toddlers or you have the school age kids or you have the kids, those are all totally applicable. And one I would love to hear your answer to is the, the one that, uh, mom, look at this. Mom, look at mom, mom, look at this. Mom, mom, look at this. Mom, oh, what about this? Yes. Uh, I didn't have any of those. I didn't have that one. But my mom still to this day talks about how she couldn't take my brother to the grocery store anymore because she could not get any her grocery shopping done because he was like constantly, mom, look at this. Mom, look at this. Mom, mom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and those, you know, I love those kids. but They're so fun, but they're they are difficult at times but they're excited about every piece of the world. Hmm. And so, you know, so then to set yourself back and think, what is the child's intention behind this? And that's connection. That child is trying to connect with you. And Hmm. so if you can find a way to connect with your child and let them know that you have a different need mentally at that (laughs) time. And so to, to, again, explain the expectations prior to going. And talk about, okay, you get to point out five things to me. And, and if they're school age, they can make a little note. Okay, I've got five times I can ask mom to look at something. And then I just need to let her do her shopping. And maybe I can, uh, you know, draw a picture of it or, or take a picture of it or something like that for later. There are things to stay connected. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's that the child is feeling disconnected, maybe you can ask your child, what makes you feel loved? Hmm. and see what it is that their connection piece is. And maybe you'll be able to meet that need prior to going to the grocery store. Hmm. That's one idea.
1: But another, I love the idea of actually asking them what makes them feel loved. I've never thought about asking that question.
0: Oh, I've got a story behind that. (laughs) So I had a child that was like really rambunctious and she was into everything. And she was hitting this, this wall of being just irritable and and noncompliant in many ways and I went and talked to one of my friends and I said, Julie, can you give me some ideas? I don't know what to do with this child. And, and she told me about her children because, of course, hers were a little older than mine. And we go to these people that have been through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then we ask them, well, what to do? And she said that to me. And so I went home and I, I asked each of my children. And for this particular child, she said, uh, I asked her, what makes you feel loved? She said, when you color with me. I would have never known. I'm playing outside with her. I'm cooking for her. I tuck her in at night. I do all these mothering things and I'm thinking of showing her (laughs) love. And I wasn't prone to sitting down and coloring. It's something that she did. And she felt loved when I colored with her. So I thought, okay. And I laid on the floor and colored with her in her coloring book. And about 10 minutes later, she shut the book, cleaned up the crayons and we did something else. And she was never ornery like that again. But when I opened up the door to me coloring with her periodically, she would bring the coloring book and crayons to the counter and just lay them open like while I'm cooking. Mm. So I'd reach over and color a little bit and cook a little bit, color a little bit and cook a little bit. (laughs) And then eventually she'd pack up her coloring and leave. And for whatever reason, for her that made a difference and it really mm-hmm. made a difference in her connection and many of her behaviors that were going on at that point stopped. Oh,
1: so well, it was fascinating. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So if we can really get in our children's face and find out what is going on with you, what makes mm-hmm. you feel loved for those kids that are look at this, look at this, mm-hmm. because one of the reasons they do that is because they're wanting to connect,
1: right.
0: which Then you step back and think, hmm, what other way could I connect so that in the grocery store, we can be just enough disconnected that I can think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love it. So many great ideas. Thank you, d Millen. This has been awesome. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to share with our parents today?
0: Yes. Yes. Um, When you sit down and talk about the expectations that you have with your child, Obviously, that depends on the age of the child, but to pause, to really pause and to um, get into their child's zone so you are going to connect with them. And then you're going to respect what it is that they are actually after. So what do they already know? So I know you want to talk to me in the grocery store. So get in their face. I know you want to do that. You're respecting their want. And when you respect their want, their listening perks up and they feel heard. And from that place, you can move forward. Don't go into last time at the grocery store, you were talking so much that I couldn't do my grocery shopping. All of that will create boundaries and barriers and they won't be able to listen as well. But if you look at it from the perspective of the child, which is what is it that motivates you? So you say, I see that you really like to talk to me. And when we're at the grocery store together, you see so many things to talk about and it is fun. So you acknowledge where the child's at and then you have to say, but now I want you to know that we're going to do it differently. Today at the grocery store, I need to focus. I need you to be quiet in the store so that I can think And these are words that they'll understand. If you say, do it differently, they perk up. If you say, do it differently because last time you were, that's not going to (laughs) be helping you get what you want, (laughs) right? But if you only tell them what it is that you want them to do, I want you to follow close. I want you to listen and put things in the cart. I'm going to challenge you on price checking. I'm going to ask you to make some choices. I want you to keep the cart neat. Whatever it is that you can give them as a job, And and communicate that ahead of time. That is very helpful. So some of those magic phrases also would be when they have a meltdown. That's what little kids do. But you're a big kid. So here's what I want. Mm -hmm. Or we're doing it differently now. Or you are capable. I believe you can do this. I'm glad you're with me. All of those Mm -hmm. things will will help them quite a lot. And then, of course, at the end, what I really, really, really want to say is celebrate as they, as you see them try along right. the way. Yay, you're doing Yay. it. I see that you did what it is that I asked you to do. And then the next moment, they're not. So you rein them back in and then they do it. Yay, I see that you're doing what I asked you to do. And so continuously, you know, show them and point it out so that they say, yeah, I get it. And then. On the way home, hugs or celebration of some sort. Sometimes that means just free time at home. Sometimes it's eat the food that they pick. Sometimes it's going to be play in the sprinkler. I don't know, whatever season it is. But, you know, or whatever kind of celebration your family likes. But really, it's acknowledging them mm. because that effort is not easy. They're learners. Mm. And if we're unclear, it's even harder to learn. Right.
1: Yeah, that makes so much sense when you say it out loud. I just don't know why it's so hard sometimes as parents to to like figure that out. That it makes so sense, so much sense. Seems so easy. Uh, well, I, I, it. it's good. I can I can answer that,
0: okay. and that is because we parents tend to think of little kids as little adults. Right. We tend to think that because they've gone to the grocery store before, they know what we know. Right. They tend to think that they know what we expect because we or we tend to think that they understand what we expect because one time they did it. Right. <laughs> we, are, we have these ideas that they can do all these things, but they are still learning. They're still forming their idea of what this grocery store or whatever place you go to is. Right. Yeah, and it takes up many trips, not just 10.
1: <laughs> As so don't before. just stop after one, parents. Keep taking them to the grocery store. <laughs> right, right.
0: So- Prior to going, here's your summary. Prior to going, connect with them face-to-face, eye-to-eye. Respect what they are wanting. Mm -hmm. And then tell them what you expect. Mm -hmm. And as you see them trying along the way, as you see little parts of it, point it out, that's what I want. That's it. That's that's right. And so that you give them the path of stepping stones. And then whether they did it at 10% of what you hope or 100% of what you hope or 2% you celebrate what they did when you're done and you leave out the failures because they are just
1: learners. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Makes so much sense, Dina Lynn. Uh, Thank you for bringing that all in like such clarity for us. I think that's going to be really helpful for our parents out there. Now, if our parents want to find out more about you and where to connect with you further, where can we send them? You can send them to my email at
0: dinalinr.com. And I believe it'll be in the show notes, right? Yeah, and I have a notes, yeah. and I have a gift that is how to avoid grocery store meltdowns and feel proud of your kids.
1: Yay, because that's so, what we all want to feel proud of them at the end of the day, right? <laughs>
0: we do. And we really, all of us are really proud of them. And so then when they behave badly, we take it on ourselves. <laughs> and so we, we do want to feel proud of them. And oftentimes we feel like we're not proud of ourselves. Mm -hmm. when we're not proud of our kids so we also want that too but we're really all learners in this
1: right awesome well that's so great so we'll uh, we'll cue that up in the show notes for you guys to go ahead and grab that downloadable that she's got for you of how you can navigate the grocery store meltdowns and still feel proud of your kids afterwards which is so cool uh, awesome. Well, Dean thank you so much for being here with us today. It's been awesome having you. And I know our audience is going to got tons out of today's episode. So you're amazing. Any last words for our parents out there? Um, no, I think that we covered.
0: Um, oh, yes, I do want to say one other thing. Take the time for you to get yourself into your own state of calm and happy When we are coming back from work or we're busy and we fly in the door, grab the kids, say we're going to the grocery store, we are not in a state of calm and our kids are just going to mirror us. So take time to center yourself, meditate for a moment or, or listen to a song or deep breathe or do something to get yourself in a better state than the flurry of real life because that's a real thing. It's hard to navigate and yeah, it's hard to. Switch gears sometimes, but if we switch gears,
1: it'll be easier for our kids to switch gears. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Just take those few extra breaths in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, take thank care of you. yourself. Take mm-hmm. care of ourselves. It's such a good, such a good reminder, right? We always, we always come last as parents, and that, and I, and especially moms feel guilty about that, and it shouldn't be because we will feel better about ourselves. We'll yeah. be better parents if we can just take those few minutes for ourselves. Yeah, sometimes we forget that we need to, that we're only human. Guilty here for sure. Me too. (laughs) Me too. I've got
0: story after story. So do my kids. My kids are adults now and they remember it was a learning curve for all of us.
1: Right. Awesome. Well, Dina Lynn, thank you so much for being here today. Both parents, go out there and have a fabulous week. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.